The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. Just to lift your spirit, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what I do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Welcome to Laugh and Learn with Flame Monroe, Laurie Hoagie, that's Lauren Hogan, and yes. Nick Smith. We're going to bring him on in a minute. Our very special guest will be here in a minute. She's running a little late. Because she's booked and busy. That's she's why. very booked and she's very busy, but she's very here. Lord, I can't see you. Slide over. I must uh. see today. I took a bath. <laughs> <laughs> But we do have our fabulous cameraman, Kendall, here, and our wonderful producer, Tribble, and we got you, Flame S, coming on in. We finna give y'all a show. We gonna talk about some things. Mm-hmm. And, some th- and Lauren, where you been? You been on the road. Child. Wait a minute, let me give y'all this. Y'all see my circus tent? <laughs> Not you call it a circus tent. 
Look at the circus tent. Look at the he the hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> no, we're gonna have a great um, time today. Well, how you been, Lord? How was your week? Cause you've been Lord. traveling, honey. Yeah, last week was rough. It was very, very busy work-wise, and then I went to Atlanta on Thursday. And I got back yesterday morning and found out from my other job, I'm going to be on a plane at least once a month until December. So it's going to be nice and fun, you know. Traveling is not the same. Traveling is can be a little horrendous right now. Everybody yeah. is on edge. Some people want to be disgruntled. You do know that the, with traveling, the restrictions are you must wear your mask on the planes. That is one of the biggest issues that people are having on the planes because I was just traveling too, to yeah. Chicago and people just do not want to sit with that mask on for three, four hours. Or they'll pull it like halfway down so their yeah. nose is exposed. So the nose is exposed. And the flight attendants are like, can you please put your mask over your nose and your mouth? I'm going to need the, fla the flight attendants to get more personal with that. Stop saying it publicly and just go to that person. Dude, do you want to get kicked off this plane? Because we could just let you off at 130,000 feet. That's who I had on my plane. It was a rude <laughs> white lady. She was like, sir, you need to lift up your mask. She was she was on it. So I like her. She was a little aggressive but you know she she's doing her job you have to be with these people because that's where we at um yeah. today's show is going to be very inspiring for me more so than anybody else because this was the lady who's coming on who gave me a break who yeah. saw me and said you know what come on i got something for you mm -hmm. so she didn't let me stand in her shine and she didn't let me stand in her shadow she let me stand in her shine and it worked mm -hmm. bring nick on lauren so we can bring on our other co-host nick smith news Oh, 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 you flame mess, y'all. Get your questions together and type them big because you know I can't see. Old man T. And oh, old man T. But I look good. I smell. I did a drag show last night. Thank you guys for coming to on Cash App and tipping yep. and watching the show on Instagram and all that. Hi, Nick. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Lauren? I'm good. How are you? Ooh. Doing all right. You're the one who's been on the road, so we, you know, we keep you in prayer and in thought anytime you're traveling like that. Thank you. Please do yes, because I was telling Flame Loki this man got into a flight attendant yesterday. <laughs> it was a lot, literally. And I was sitting by the door too, and you know they already had the situation where somebody tried to open up the door in the middle of the flight. I did go to sleep, but still, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot going on. So, but anyway, I, I appreciate I the prayer. Thank you. <laughs> how, we, how was we your week? You seem a little low. Your your volume seems a little low. How was your week? My volume seems because you just shine so bright, flame. That's what it is. So my volume well, we, is that that, that part we know. But I'm just asking <laughs> about your, the sound of your volume. You know I'm a beast. Gotcha. I know that. <laughs> you're, you're like I don't need validation from you at all. I, I got this thing. You just okay. Let me adjust this volume a bit. Ask triple how that sounds now. How am I now, triple? You sound good to okay? me. Triple. Yeah. Yeah. You sound right. good to me. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, so Tiffany is running good. a little late. She'll be here in about ten minutes. Yeah. All right. The, all right. the world all right. is open up, and you know we're in Long Beach, and the traffic is back to California traffic. It's Absolutely. Can we talk about <clears throat> a rather spectacular show yesterday? What? The Shy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the Shy, yes, from the Shy. So that's, that's close. But I'm looking at all the comments from the Flamettes. It looks like yeah. I was not the only one to tune in to someone really bringing down the house, old school style. Talk to us about that. Why it got to be old school? Why? <laughs> I, because of the song selection, we're gonna say old school, right? I worked That's at it. Why it was song Let me selection. tell you something. Two Cans in in, in in Palm Springs is a bar that caters to uh, seasoned white gay men. Seasoned white gay men love Diana Ross, Donna Summer, and Tina Turner. I.e., seasoned black gay men that do drag loves <laughs> Diana Ross, Donna Summer. <laughs> 
But you gave a Mavis staple too, though. I did give y'all some Mavis. That's Shot Town, baby. You know I'm going to always represent my city. It was great. Thank you guys for tuning in. I had a really good time. Yes, indeed. So, Nick, how was your week? What's been going on with and you? I think that what made you us... were traveling a little bit too. Lauren, you know, it's been um, it's been a good week. Uh, nothing good. over the top. I've been kind of preparing this week because I'm going to go no, uh, drop in and see my mom this weekend. But um, that's mean. Other, block them. Block them. Sorry. Block the shit Whoop out of them. Kim Joy popped up. Sorry. Somebody said something nasty, bitch. Go jump off a bridge with no water up under the bottom because okay. it ain't my fault that your mama's busted in your daddy or your daddy busted in your mama. He should have busted in the other lady. Oh, you were right. Then you wouldn't yeah. be here. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Troll. Yeah. Troll alert. Moving on, Nick. So I have your no week? issues with blocking trolls. I'm real grown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kiss my dick in so, the face. I don't care how you, you feel, nigga. This may be a good time to remind Flamettes and those who may be joining us for the first time that if you want to sound off, we encourage you to do so. But we do ask that you be respectful and that you type in capital letters so that Flame can read it at the bottom and Lauren and I will uh, continue to monitor. But if you go sideways, Flame has no problem calling you Straightening you up, baby. If you come at me sideways, I will straighten you up. Something that you didn't get in your DNA, but guess what? Mother is here to deliver. Nine times out of ten, I might see it before a flame. So you, you might damn be right, because you know these eyes, these eyes ain't no good. I can't see. I'm like Stevie Wonder. I ain't never made a mistake. What this was that, but I, I, I can hear it. I can smell it. I think Stevie can smell it. Probably. I think he you know Stephanie his. Mills. Stephanie Mills was on Breakfast Club this morning. And she said and she yeah, was dynamic. She was dynamic. Yeah, and, and she was saying that Stevie. She believes Stevie can see. Steph, uh, Stephanie Mills said a whole lot of shit. So let me just start right. <laughs> Uh, you know what, to flame. Before we be- go in too far, I do want to give a shout out to our photographer, Kendall. Why? Because Kendall and I communicated over the weekend. Uh, he was working on editing the show. So if you all have not had a chance to see last week's show with Tasha K, our special guest Tasha K, I encourage you to do so on Flames page, Lawrence page, or mine. But what Kendall did is he did a little bit of editing and he gave me a Chicago skyline. So he's like, Nick, I like the green screen behind you. Keep that going because that helps me get more creative. And we knew that Mother Voucher would approve. So well, go. maybe if he would have given you a California skyline, you'd be here. <laughs> you know what? How about I that? I can't wear I cannot wear Lauren. Lauren, no, Nick, that's win. great. Thank you, Kendall. Kendall's great. Child. Kendall, let me tell you something. Kendall loves coming to the house because guess what Kendall can do? Th- this skinny fool can eat. I don't know how he stay one pound and no ounces because I look at food and just be like Kiki Wyatt, just pregnant. If you just look at Kiki Wyatt, she pregnant. But she could sing, so. <laughs> I have one. I have one other shout out I want to give out to you guys. This weekend, as you know, uh, was Juneteenth. So this yes. weekend, I went to the Memorial for oh, wow. Little Rock Central High School. What is that? Little Rock Central High School was the site of the first place for integration. Well, I went and I just did that tour because I wanted to do something in recognition of our history and where we've come. So I went to the statue, which is across town near the state capitol here in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I met Miss Elizabeth Eckford. Miss Elizabeth Eckford was the first, she's part of the group to uh, integrate. And uh, it was amazing running into this woman who was living history, you know, and she could not have been more gracious. I introduced myself, told her how, how inspiring her story was and the courage it must have taken. And just recognizing once again, the power of strong black women. So I'll keep going until you want us to go ahead and uh, get settled there. Keep going. So it was just amazing. Elizabeth Eckford, I posted a picture of the two of us on my Instagram page because um, the picture of where she was being yelled at by a crowd of um, 
white citizens and spat at, bricks thrown at, the courage and strength, it not only took her, but the other eight who were all part of the Little Rock Nine um, was just absolutely amazing. So uh, if you all have not had a chance to either hear the story or learn the story, I would encourage you to uh, just look up Miss Elizabeth Eckford and the other members of the Little Rock Nine. So it's just, uh, it was amazing to see her and see her story. I saw your photos, Nick. They looked uh, really lovely. I didn't even know that they actually had that statue there. So that's really impressive and amazing that they erected that for people to see and have that moment in history. Hi, how are you? Look who's here, everybody. Our special guest just arrived. It looks She's like our here. special guest just arrived. Thank you, darling. Thank you. There you go. Welcome, welcome, okay, Tiffany. How are you? Up, I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. You look I like the dress too. Thank you. That's cute. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, Annie. Ladies and gentlemen, look who's here with us. Good. Our very special guest in the house. Not only is she my friend, mm -hmm. but I am a fan. I am humbled and honored that she saw me. And I mean just what I said, that she saw me and allowed me to stand not in her shadow, but in her shine. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage or to the show, <laughs> our girlfriend, my baby, the executive producer of this show. She also our boss. Right. Tiffany <laughs> Henry! Yes. She ready. She ready. She ready. Ready, they ready. He, she, we ready. He, she, we ready. Netflix, he, she, we ready for this one hour. Yeah. <laughs> that part. Right away, Netflix. One hour. Let's go. Give me a date. Uh, I promise I'll be on the road. <laughs> Tiffany, you look good. It's good to see Thank you. How you. was the drive? The drive was okay. Did you charge your car? You said I got a charging port. Yeah, I thought it. Like, oh, you have a but I didn't, I didn't need now. to charge it up, though. It was already charged. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's all good. You can I tell when a bitch making money. She acting all high end and shit. Why you just couldn't say, I'm going to plug it up? Oh, you feel so good. Thank you. I've been putting moisturizer on. Uh, what's his name? Mm -hmm. A, a moisturizer. Oh, yeah. Moisturizer. <laughs> it's called Shea Butter, darling. We are Shea very butter. pleased to have you here. Um, thank you for this show, this platform, and yeah. coming on to push this with us. So we appreciate it. I we love want you to you. talk. I love you more. And I know you love me. That's, that's what's real. I do know that you actually love me. Mm -hmm. Everybody ain't going to say that because you know I could be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the experience of you, your bitchy side as of yet. You haven't experienced it? Not yet. Uh, I've seen you, you, you as somebody else, but see, I'm a smart bitch. When you, when you go into that, Tiffany, guess what I do? Back the fuck up. Like, I'm, I'm leaving. I'll just come back later. I'm about my business. Very, uh, that's, and that's what people need to know, what Tiffany has done. Because to me, greatness is getting to a platform and the world sees you as great. What makes you great is that you take so many other people with you along the journey to help other people because we were put on earth to love God and help other people. That's what I believe. Yeah. And you have helped a lot of us. Well, you know, we I'm just doing too. for others what I wish they would have done for me. You know, mm -hmm. treat people the way you want to be treated. And, uh, you know, they, they I, I, somebody the other day was telling me, Tiffany, you know, you a gatekeeper. You know, you a yeah. gatekeeper. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm a gate remover. I'm over there trying to take the gate off the hinges, mm -hmm. lay it down, and we can just walk on across. And it's like, come on, everybody, if you're ready, let's go. Yeah. Like, go through. It's no excuse to be like, oh, I can't do this. They're not letting me. No, you, you can create it. You can make it happen. I'm going to knock the gate down, so let's go. 
So the new okay. project that you have right now, first of all, let's talk about the Kia Say the Darnest Things. It's probably yes. one of my favorite shows because I love that you get down with those kids. You don't make them be grown. You go right <laughs> where those kids are. Yeah, yeah. That is a real talent. Where, where did you actually, because you have no children as a, of your own on, <laughs> right, right now. Right, right, But how did, can you relate to these kids so well? Because these kids love you, Tim. Well, I feel like I'm a big kid at heart. Okay, <laughs> let's be honest. And you're a money-making kid if you're a big kid at <laughs> And I miss being a kid. But and, and I just talk to them the way that I wish adults would have talked to me back mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. You know, and I treat them like they are people. They are. They are little people. Right. And, you know, listening to them, I think it's super important. Uh, a lot of times the producers are in my ear and they're like, ask them this, ask them this, ask them that, change the subject, go to this. And I'm like, no, I'm listening to this child I'm having a conversation with them and they see me seeing them and and that's that and that's where the magic happens is when people feel like they are being recognized especially children when they're being heard then magic happens I mean it's number one on prime time right now so mm -hmm. I'm doing something right oh yeah mm -hmm. you know what I think it, a part of it is now that you move to a different network you change clothes you change hair you give them so many different flavors yeah. and so many different options and people love options and mm -hmm. you give those kids options that is dope Tiffany mm -hmm. I love that well that's for the people at home the, the, <laughs> the looks is for the people at home you know oh, I'm trying okay. to take it to a new level the goal is to be on the cover of every Vogue magazine all around the world for okay. fashion because I haven't seen any comedians do that yet. I was thinking about really dressing up, dressing up, and I thought it's too hot today. Oh, and we in the <laughs> so I'm gonna wear my yeah, beautiful sundress. You see, I got a mini fan just in case yeah. you get a little hot. You know, it's a little hot here. So yeah. So and the other let's new talk, project, let's Friday Night Vibes, which kicked off this Friday, your new talk show mm -hmm. on TBS, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you had Snoop on there. I love you, Snoop. We <laughs> <laughs> got some of your wine. I got you some piece of rock. Okay, I got you. I got oh, you. Ready, thank babe. you, boo. Thank I would give it to you now, but girl, you might say something outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> I might say something outlandish without the Sarat. Without slurring. And this, this laugh alone. This is what you're supposed to say. Plus <laughs> um, And you had Dion Cole on there who's from Chicago like me who's mm -hmm. been doing com comedy longer than me but is a good friend of mine. Uh, how is the new show? How do you like it? Um, I like it a lot. It's super fun. Um, we get really great guests. We have some uh, really cool ones coming up in the next episode next Friday. And it, what, what I love the most about it is it's another place where like, you haven't seen it yet, but you will see where I get to give more people opportunity to shine. New, new talent. It's like get them a chance to be on. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super excited about yeah. that part that's coming. That's our partner there, Nick Smith. Yes. Nick, say hello to Tiffany. No, the, the deal is, Tiffany, uh, like Flame just said, just want to give you your flowers right here, right now, because of all the different projects that you're doing. But one of the questions that I have for you, Tiffany, is going back to kids say the darndest thing. How did you make that your own? How did you decide that, you know what, I'm going to make this the way that I want to do it and not listen to everybody else in my head? Oh, well, um, first of all. But it's, it's a team effort, right? So the producers that I'm working with, Eric Schatz and uh, Bellamy, uh, the way the way that we all communicate is super duper important, right? And we wanted this show to be original, to be uh, of my voice. I was very specific about, like, if we do this, I'm not doing it like all these men did it because I'm not a man, okay? I'm a woman, and I, and I think in my... Now, in my heart, I think I'm a gay man in a black woman's body, but that's a whole nother situation. You got another thing. It's a whole nother thing. Hey, hey. Okay, it's a whole nother thing. But, but, 
um, I, I definitely wanted it to be like something I would want to watch. Like, mm. can we make a show that I would want to watch? Can we make something yeah. that when I'm sitting at home, I'm like, oh yeah, let me leave this on. This makes me smile. And I feel like if it makes me smile and makes me feel good, then it'll make at least another 5,000 people feel that way. And for every one of those 5,000, they'll tell 10 and that'll be, you know, next thing you know, you got 50,000, 100, 3 million. Right. Three million Absolutely. people are watching. Yeah. You know, so that's huge. When, that do, you, when do you sleep? Um, when I'm not talking. <laughs> Quite often. I got a Tesla for a reason. It drives itself. <laughs> well, speaking of Black Girl Magic, because I'm going to switch to this. Um, we're seeing so many things around the Olympics. You know, uh, Shakari Richardson. I'm so proud of Shakari. Oh my goodness, she did <laughs> such an amazing job. Uh, Simone Biles is going to Tokyo. I saw Simone Manuel for a uh, swimming. We got to talk about Shakari Richardson and then your new project, Flojo. Right. Because they're comparing her to Flojo, and you have that coming up. So how is that project going? How did you prepare for it? Are you excited? Okay, so we are currently preparing for it. Okay. Now, I don't know if you noticed, I lost about 40 pounds. and yes. And losing more and lifting weights and getting my body shredded down to be Flojo. I'm learning everything there is to learn about her, spending time. Now, her husband is training me and teaching me and sharing footage with me and when as I'm watching Shikari I'm just so super proud I'm so proud of her because I know how difficult wh where she coming from mm -hmm. and where she's going and how hard that path is and how everyone doubts you and 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 the devil be busy he never the, the devil never take vacation okay mm -hmm. the devil stay on trying to mess you up and she is not allowing nothing to sway her and I feel like I mean, she's so young, too. She's yeah. only 21. Yeah. Um, I feel like by the time she's like 27, 28, she's going to probably, most likely, if she stays consistent and focuses, she will most likely break that record. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I will be excited for her and very proud of her. And Tiffany, I love what her is passion like, and her What flair. is it like working with <laughs> Al Joyner? You're working with Al Joyner. He literally worked with the fastest woman ever. What is that like? What 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 is that spiritual moment like? Well, it is... It's huge because Al reminds me of like the big brother I always wanted, the, the uncle, the person that you always wanted in your life to be like motivating and pushing. And his guidance and advice is so on point. And he, he can see you. Like he, he see me. Like he passed all the jokes, passed all the, you know, the fame and all that. He sees Tiffany, the, the, the little girl who just wants to do her best, right? And he knows how to make that go like he he's really been very instrumental in my last like two years on this planet he's really been very i'm so glad i reached out to him on instagram and he believed it was me because <laughs> i did i was not gonna stop bothering him because i saw a video of him saying how he uh was able to you know he, he was rehabbing his his um his uh his athletes and who had injuries and right. I had tore my meniscus while shooting my special and I'm like I need help and they wanted to do surgery and I was not about that surgery life I'm not about it I'm afraid of being put to sleep and so he helped me and I'm able to run fast jump high and all kind of things now now wait a minute now don't be afraid of being put to sleep if it's the right kind of put to sleep well, now, now, if, it's, if, <laughs> if it's some if it's some D that's putting me to sleep I'm with it okay hey, if you like doing, doing a little dance <laughs> No, we drinking a little red wine, a little romancing, and then, ooh, 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 ooh. 
<laughs> Tim, I think that, like, this is this is one of the reasons why you appeal to so many different audiences. This Tiffany is funny, can turn it on. The you know, kids say the darndest things is the one I can sit there with my grandmother and 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 children and watch. And it's just yeah, there are so many different facets to you. Do you continue to feel inspired to introduce the audiences to something new, or are you just like, hey, just go on this journey with me and let me let's figure it out together? Well, I think that let's go on this journey with me and let's figure it out together is the best way to go about it. I mean, I'm an onion. There's many, many layers to me. And I might make, I, I might be delicious. I might be a little bitter. I might be hilarious. I might make you cry. Like, it's it's so many different layers to me. And um, I'm, I'm no different than any other human being, right? And I love a good adventure and a journey where, you know, I kind of like this. I don't know what I'm going to get, but let's go. Let's see where we go. Let's see where we end up. It's the Wizard of Oz, you yeah. know? You know, and um, I love to bring my friends along with me to it really lift the journey up and make it more exciting and and that's what we do I mean that's what I do uh, I'm I'm open to sharing there are three lessons that I learned from you while we were touring on with the, the first day ready tour um, one was never let anybody pay me less than you pay me mm -hmm. number two was Tiffany would go on stage for all the haters and people would say oh she's not funny she's not this Tiffany would go on the stage at the selling out a 8,000 seat arena <laughs> Our names were not on the bill. Not mine, not Shantae's, not Tracy's, not Marlo's, not Ida's, or April's. Our name was not on the bill. It said Tiffany Haddish sold out. We were just the asterisks. And she sold the place else. And so when she would come out, she said, just in case you, I'm, I wasn't funny for y'all, the bitches that I brought were funny. <laughs> so you still got your money's worth, even though mm -hmm. Tiffany would go out and do that hour and wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it made me know that I was you were so comfortable with you that no matter what a hater said or anybody else said, babe, this is my job. I'm doing my job and I'm and I'm good at and y'all still coming. Yeah. They kept coming. The meet and greet lines was as long as the eight thousand seat theater. So yeah, them lines was the long. meet and greet would last for about three hours, real talk. <laughs> They wanted to hug Because I talk kiss. to every single person. She does. I talk to if you try to talk to me, I'm gonna talk to you. You know, I treat every single person the way I would want somebody to treat me. Now, if you treat me shitty, I'm gonna treat you shitty. Yeah. What you get, you get what you give. <laughs> Tip okay. told me never change who I was to meet somebody else's demands. And yeah. I think I, I had that in my head, but until somebody else says it to you, then you don't know that that's what's the reassurance. When you mm -hmm. told me that, I was like, child, I could do anything. Come on with it. What y'all got? Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. It was it was great. I Tip, I appreciate you. And I ain't finna kiss you ass right now on camera because I, I kiss it all the time anyway but oh get that booty out see comment she put her booty in my face <laughs> you know he from the chicago from the south side i don't want to yeah. roll up wait what's the thing you told me to tell him uh that he do that he make me uh feel uh the foo fops the foo fops that's yeah the, that's chicago yeah. Nick, you know about the foo fops i'm not my mother watches the show uh your mama got the foo fops to have your ass understand okay. that <laughs> So, Tim, I know what's near and dear to you because everybody thinks that you're comical and that you're always doing this and doing that. But Tiffany is on. Tiffany was on the ground in Atlanta during the whole flipping Atlanta, uh, flipping Georgia to blue out with comedy. She was on the ground. How was that? How was that? Wait, 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 wait. wait. I wasn't in. Atlanta. You didn't go to Atlanta. You didn't have. Hell no. Oh, I thought you were out, Hell but you were campaigning no. for because I saw you doing some fundraisers in L.A. Yeah, in L.A. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> right. you was in Georgia. I, I went Common went to Atlanta. Common yeah. went, went to Atlanta. You know, we let yeah. him go do the footwork. 
Right. I did. I was yeah. over here supporting holding down the household. You know, Absolutely. holding it down. And you know, talking about. Holding down in L.A. <laughs> holding down L.A. Making. and talking mm-hmm. about building generational wealth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Sharing the information, sharing knowledge, doing that, doing it that way. I didn't go out there. No. But you were an integral part of the Black Lives, Ma- Black Lives Matter movement here because I saw you on the microphone out there when they were having Yeah, but I wasn't talking necessarily about Black Lives Matter. I was talking about how important it is for us as a people to bond together, to stick together, and how messed up it is that the police are constantly, I feel like, trying to take us out. Not all the police, but there are some ones that's trying to take us out, and I just wasn't feeling that, and I was expressing my emotions and my feelings about the situation and how I've watched people being killed. And it's like, it's horrible, and I don't, I, I just don't support the destruction of a race of people and yeah, that's that's what I was talking Do about. Do you agree that with, with police reform that you can't grow up little Billy in in this Caucasian community where he has never been introduced to black and brown people, and then you put them in our situation, and we talk aggressive, we talk with our hands. Now we're not gonna be violent towards you. We talk violent. Yeah, we, we do. We and, very and so, passionate. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar <laughs> with who we are, you instantly go for your gun to yeah. hurt us. Yeah, because yeah. they're scared, and it's and that is true. They there needs to be like, oh, if you're gonna be a police officer in this community, then they need to live in that community. Exactly. They need to live over there. You know, like don't live uh, 40 miles away, and then you drive into work, and then, like all that. Like nah, they need to live in the community that they're patrolling because then they'll have a better understanding of what the how the people are i think uh another project that's near and that you always talk about this is maybe more than the one that we're going to get to but i know you love the, you talk about the foster care system that is majorly important to you because um that's for you boo um, because <laughs> i'm waiting for you to say that <laughs> Because that's where I come from. Because I was a part of the foster care system. I was definitely a youth in that uh, system. And that was a very difficult time. I think the most, I don't care how, um, I really feel like the hardest time of your existence as a human being is like your child, your adolescent years. Like being a child, being a teenager, because you don't have a whole lot of say-so over how you live, where you live. You're depending on these other people to nurture you and take care of you. And it's very... um, it's unpredictable yeah. and it's very scary because you have no control. Once you're an adult, at least you got the power to say no, yes, and make the choices. Mm-hmm. And when you're a child, you really don't have, you, you're hoping someone cares enough to make the right decisions for you, to guide you in the right way. And then you have the choice to, to agree with it or not. But nine times out of ten, like when you're in the system, they take you at the house. You can't say, no, I want to stay with my mama who's mentally ill. Even though she beat me, this is where I, this is what I know, right? You don't have that choice. They just move you, and then you're, like, moved into a place where maybe somebody's doing some inappropriate things to you. But you don't even know if that's inappropriate or not. You think they're trying to help you, and they're really molesting you. You don't know. It's so many things that um, you just don't know. And as an adult, um, life is difficult. I've had some difficult moments as an adult, but never as unpredictable and as difficult as when I was a child. And I think that the children really need a very strong foundation, support system. And like they say, it takes a village. It really, really does. And um, just being that one member in the village who's willing to pay attention and listen, I'm willing to do that. You know, I talk to kids all the time. I'm always talking to, whether they're in foster care system or not, if they're trying to talk to me, I'm talking to them because it is so important. They're our future. You know, there's a song by Whitney Houston. (laughs) <laughs> called I Believe Children Are Our Future and that song is one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world and I, I sometimes I get in it well a lot of times I get in the mirror and I just speak those words you know I believe that children are the future 
You teach them well and let them lead the way. Oh. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride mm -hmm. and let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. I used to be skinny. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. The children will remind you of that too. They'll tell you, dang, you got fat. But Tiff, <laughs> don't say you speaking because you sang because you sang in the movie with Billy Crystal. Yes. yes. What's the name of that movie? Uh, here today, which we is in theaters I was at right the now. Rap party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you came me. to the rap party. You know yeah. what I love about Tiff? When Tiff introduces me to people, she don't say, "Oh, this is a comedian Flamer." Tiff holds me by my hand and leads me to meet these big celebrities like. This my bitch right here. This like and now it's this so is welcoming. my friend, <laughs> talented, beautiful Flame Monroe, who would like to meet you. Me Flame. Flame is very talented. Mm -hmm. And then Flame is like, hi, honey. And then it's a whole conversation, and I could just slowly fade away. When Tiffany, we, when we as Flame told you, of, uh, the person you introduced her to that mattered the most, that she was yeah. most in awe of. Yeah. Did she uh, share yeah. that with you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And she Flame was crying and everything. I was crying and everything. We were on the set of Good Times, and mm. I wanted to meet Norman Lear because the whole Beverly LaSalle story. Beverly LaSalle, if you don't know, played a character on All in the Family. She was a drag queen. She was the first person who I saw that I could identify at, at nine years old that made me know that I wasn't crazy. So when I wanted to meet Norman Lear, Tiffany had left. She was already in her car about to pull off. No, I wasn't. I was in my trailer. Well, they said you were in a car. So I thought that you were just sitting in your car waiting for them to take you out because mm -mm. there were so many people there. So Dion, who's your makeup artist, I said, Dion said, Flame, what you waiting on? I said, I'm waiting. To, she said, Tiffany gone. I said, I'm waiting to meet Norman Lear. She said, you want to meet Norman Lear? I said, yeah. Dion called somebody else who called Tiffany. Tiffany got out, came out the trailer, came back in. Bitch, who you want to meet? Grabbed me by my hand like her kid and walked me through everybody to meet. And I was an emotional sissy crybaby wreck because it was a full circle moment. I, that that was probably one of the most joyous moments. Uh, 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 and of course, that check from Netflix from you. Right. That was probably one of the most joyful <laughs> moments of my life. <laughs> I do want to backtrack, though, to what you were saying about kids, because um, I recently saw this story or a video about this little boy named Tyler whose family literally put him on social media for being gay, and, you know, they shaved his head and all these different They shaved things. gay in his head, they didn't they? They shaved gay in his head. They were literally hitting him on camera. So just in situations like that, like, what do you what do you do for those kids, you know, that are in, and these are their actual family members, you know, like, what do you what do? You do? What well, do you I, I think first, those, that he needs to be removed from that home. He needs yeah. to be away from those those children. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a child that needs to be nurtured, listened to, talked to, and shown the way, right? Like, yeah. so already there's probably a whole bunch of damage that's being done. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, as a child, he can't. He can't just leave there, yeah. right? It's, and it's probably what he's been experiencing his whole life. And they're probably calling him gay and probably doing gay things to him. Mm -hmm. They're probably the ones that's actually yeah. gay. Yeah. You know, they're probably, who know? like, you'd be so surprised how somebody, well, not really that surprised, but somebody will try to put something on you when it's really them that's suffering with yeah. the issue. Yeah. This them that's feeling guilty about what they've been doing to you. And then they, they think it's funny or whatever, or they're taking their pain out on you because somebody's done it to them. Like, it's a mess. But that baby need to be taken up out of there. Yeah. He need to be placed in a in a home where it don't necessarily need to be like a gay home or a mom and dad home or whatever. So 
just God need to put that baby where he's supposed to be. And that's not with them. But that needed to be seen, though. Yeah. So people understand that this is going on all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening in a lot of households. There's a lot of big brothers that's torturing their little brother or sister. It's, it's a lot of that going on. I mean, let me be honest. I might not have been the best big sister all the time. I was definitely scaring my brother and sisters, making them think <laughs> zombies were real. I definitely was doing that. And I might, I might have put my little brother in the trunk one time and I might have I might have tied my, my little cousin up to a fence and hosed her down with a cold water hose because she kept going in my diary but that that's neither here nor I apologize for my actions and I was wrong for doing what I did but I was I was young and I did not know how to get them to not keep messing me up so anyway I, I think all your childhood tra tragedies attributed to why you are so wonderful with those kids on. Yeah. Um, Can't say the dirty um, yes, yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen other hosts on there, and some of them are pretty good, but not as good as you because you meet those kids where they're at. Well, yeah. That's but I meet everybody where they're at if I can meet them there. I meet them there. Unless they're on a super low Don't vibration. Don't meet me, girl. You're going to see some things you weren't supposed no, no, to see. I, I, have, I have seen things. <laughs> oh! I have. <laughs> And I that. love you still. <laughs> and I love you still. I and I've seen a lot of things. Tiffany, so, I want to uh, talk to you, you more about about the biopic um, mm -hmm. and your collaboration with like Greg Economou and you too as a producer. You're wearing this producer hat. How do you all decide on the structure of the movie, the direction it will go, and what can we expect? Well, um, you can expect a beautiful love story. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, I I want to show how you know what. Florence was doing real good before she met Al, right? She was doing good, right? And with Bob Kersey and all that, she was doing good. But once her and Al came together, both of them were unstoppable. And I want to show how in in sports, but in any aspect in life, when, when a couple comes together and truly support each other and truly love and, uh, and hold each other up, how dynamic they both can be, mm -hmm. right? And how you can break world records and you can you can really inspire a whole generation, a whole community of people and become a legendary hero. Like, and, and not even just a hero, but I mean, just what she did was phenomenal. And she set up so many of us for the future when it comes Absolutely. to, she made sports for women be a beautiful thing. She made, because let's be honest, women in sports beforehand was like, oh, that's a man. Oh, she ugly. Oh, oh you gotta be. That's my line. She was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, she's a little rough. Yeah. She's rough around the edges. Yeah, you know, yeah. she made it beautiful. She came out there with her hair done, makeup done, nails for the gods, yes. okay? Yeah. Yes. She she designed her own uniforms, her costumes. Oh, like the she, one leg. The one leg, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then every that was a huge controversy, yeah. but everybody else out here in booty shorts with their whole booty hanging out, but she got her whole leg covered in that. Oh, she's taking such risk. It's risque. Risque? Really? She's covered. <laughs> she is absolute covered. At one point, I read that you called her your Shiro. She is my Shiro. She is definitely my Shiro. She showed me, for me anyways, that you can be creative. You can be in your bag and still be the best at what you do. And don't worry about what everybody else is saying. Don't worry about what everybody is thinking. How do you feel about you? And go for it. And that man helped her do that. He lifted her. He allowed her to yes. be her. Like, he didn't try to tear her down. Like, oh, man, I don't think you should be doing it. Like, cut your nails down. Whatever. No, if that's what you feel good in, do it, baby. Do what makes you feel right. And I, and I just want to show, especially black people, like, 
you don't see that all the time. You don't see us really supporting each other the way that we should. You wonder why these men, these Fortune 500 companies is killing it because they got some woman behind them that's lifting them up and he's lifting her up. Like they're lifting each other. They're supporting each other and we need to be seeing more of that. We need to see more black love and not just like, ooh, sexy. No, we need to see support. Support is love. Yeah. I think she allowed, uh, she gave her story and her journey and how she was so confident when it gave the new girl, Shikari, confident yeah. to be who I am. I want to have long blonde hair. I want to have nails. Because you're a woman and, they, oh, she's she's ghetto. That's not ghetto. This is how we it's black fashion. women live. It's it is. fashion. So and don't if we, take me away yeah. from me. And you could go all the way back to Africa, honey, 100 years ago. Even 150, whenever when they were taking pictures, it was black women with long nails in Africa and all these headdresses on and everything. Like... That's in our blood, honey, yeah. to be eccentric and unique and out there, darling. It's it's a queendom that we're building here. <laughs> Let her shine. Let her show her queendom. Girl, this is how you was acting when you was so legendary when you was on the damn ballroom. <laughs> See, look, I said, look, I, look, look, look. I know I made a lot of people mad with that legendary, but I don't give a damn. I wasn't. I, if I wasn't entertained, I wasn't entertained. And I didn't care. Oh, you didn't make me mad. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, well, I was getting a whole lot of messages. People were very angry. Why would you chop them? I'm like, just because one person did poorly and the other person did excellently and they're on the same team, I'm not about to just let that slide. Mm. That's how I felt. Work ethic. Anyways, like everybody needs to be bringing 110. Tiffany, so we, we have a ton of questions. Up. Yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Okay, We're going to bring them in, Nicholas, in a second. But I know what Tiffany wants to talk about because. She blew me out the water last week when we talked about it because I didn't know because I'm not biologically a woman. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the South, young women of color are being arrested and put in jail for abortions. And and these are uh, very unwanted pregnancies. Some of them are unwanted pregnancies. Some, some of them are accidents. Some of them were not planned. But... This is very near and dear to Tiffany's heart. So we want her to talk about it because I'm telling you, I was so unfamiliar with what was going on down there until Tiff brought it to my attention. I was like, oh, girl, you have to come and talk about that because people only think Tiffany is this this actress and comedian and go-getter. And the, she's a black woman. And black women are very empowered in this country right now, especially what she just said. If you get a strong man on your side that believes in you. and Not I've just a man, it, just a partner. A well, partner. It well, could yeah. be another woman. It I, could be whatever. It could be a he, she, we. It don't matter when you support I each empower other. shit. If, if me it ain't and you got together, oh. I would lift you up just as I hope you would lift me up and support me. Whatever you decided you wanted to do, Girl, I would I would be right there you with you. You cut the hair off. You got me on that part, but the titties got to go. Let me just say, it's the only nigga in the room with titties and a penis must be me. <laughs> But Tim, I know how how that is to you. So, what? And, and they are th these girls. Some of these girls are as young as fifteen and sixteen years old. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. So, like, um, so there's these laws that have been passed in certain states down south where there where it's illegal to have an abortion. You can go to jail, right, if you have an abortion. Which, okay, cool. But if you're gonna inflict that and say, oh, you have to have this baby, and you're determining, you're saying what somebody can do with their body. Right and what they can and can't have. Well, then, what what's this thing with you know insurance is covering sex changes for people that are 14, 15, 16 years old, 13 as young as 13. So you could cut your penis off if you want to and turn that into a vagina, and that will stop production of people. But if a if a woman is raped or molested or whatever, she has to have this baby. You are demanding that she has this baby. But if somebody that's very young decides I'm I'm a 
I'm a woman and I want y'all to cut to give me titties and and put my penis inside of me and I want a vagina. The insurance is gonna pay for that. We paying this, the taxpayers is paying for that. They're giving them away. Like that's not. That's not. Yeah, they're giving them away, and that's not okay. I feel yeah. like if that person can decide that they don't want their penis anymore, then somebody should be able to decide if they don't want to have a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to bring up because it's really about almost like policing women's bodies. And it's not just black women too. Like I saw- It's all uh, women. It's all women, especially in Texas. They have this new law that the governor just signed that if after four weeks, it's considered murder and it's illegal. You can get arrested. Mm -hmm. I also saw a young woman uh, who gave her class valedictorian speech and totally shifted it and made it about this abortion rights bill, which, you know, hats off to her. Mm -hmm. But to your point though, it's absolutely ridiculous that so you're forcing me to have this baby. Are you going to help me raise the baby? What if right. I don't have the financial means? There's mental health. There's postpartum. Are you going to help me actually bring this child into life and raise it in a positive environment? No. Or is no, it just they're not going to the help you do that. And then they say, well, you can just give the baby up for adoption or drop it off at the police at the fire station or whatever. Okay, now there's another person that that's, that needs to find a home that's going to yeah. be potentially homeless. That's going to be whatever. And you know what? I am all for we need more humans. Yes, we need more productive humans. We, I'm for life. But I'm also for the right to protect your body, the right to make decisions for your flesh, for your life. And if somebody's already violated that, like, I, I don't know about any of y'all, but I've been raped before. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to, to have some, something taken from you. And then that that's like that rape lasts for a whole lifetime. And it doesn't, if, if you have an abortion, it doesn't go away. Like you're, you're always gonna feel that inside. You're always gonna suffer with that, right? That's not something that ever goes away. And now you may, you're gonna make me raise this child. And I, I've been, my mama didn't like me. She would say really mean things. You look like your ugly ass daddy. You ain't never gonna be shit like your ugly ass. Like I just don't think that should be put on a child. Yeah. Okay. And then if they are giving up for adoption, and 20 years later they want to find their mom and they find them and they go, why did you give me up? Well, I was forced to have you. The law made me have you, and I just couldn't stand looking at you because the the reason I was even pregnant with you was because I was raped. Now now they know that they are product of rape. How does that make them feel? Like it's just a whole real like either way you don't win. Yeah. No, there's no winning. That is the But I just think like if you're gonna say if you're gonna demand that a woman you're gonna implement this law that a woman can't change her body or decide what happens with her body, then I don't think you should be allowing people to cut their dicks off. Well, you ain't got to worry about me doing that one. <laughs> I don't know what y'all on with that one, but they got Build-A-Bear and the Impossible Burger. But until you can come up with Pick a Pussy, I'm going to keep what I got. Because if I can't pick the one I want, I don't want Megan's. I don't want Beyonce's. I don't want Kim Kardashian's. I want, uh, yeah, I do want a Megan. I want Megan Markle, the sparkle, because she made that white boy change his DNA. Fuck that, he don't want to be a prince. He don't even want to be white. I want what she got. I'm just saying, I think that should be a choice that is made when you're grown, 21 plus, 20 plus, and I don't think the taxpayers should be paying for that. I think that's something that should come out of your pocket. So what do you think we could do as a people, especially women, because black women and empowerment of women right now is the strongest that it has ever been. What do you think that they could do, Tim, Tiffany, to help implement some changes to help that? We gotta change the politicians. 
Well, we have you to go right who's there, making shit. the laws. We have to get in. We got to get into the right offices. Like, yeah. we have to be supporting our people and, and and get people in there that believe the way you believe. And that's that's really that simple. I saw somebody in the thing say that they uh, somebody said something about like they're doing it because uh, it's not enough white babies being born or something. Like they're trying to keep the white women from having abortions. I don't give a damn <laughs> what kind of baby it is, it, it or what kind of persons they are. Like. People should be allowed to have choice. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you, let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030 driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Allison is a flame at TIFF. She is running for city commissioner in Lakeland, Florida. Mm-hmm. Young 27-year-old black. So she's a teacher. Great mm. teacher. She teaches black history. And she's very on. Black history is not being taught in the schools, but it's your job to teach your children their history because you're the parent. You, right. They should learn it at home. You can't right. depend on the schools. So we're going to bring her in. And I told her I was going to bring her in because she is pretty informed and pretty bright. Where's she at? Mm-hmm. There she is. Hey, Hi. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 Yes. So I have uh, listened to the conversation. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, I'll tell you, my hat goes off to you. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Sorry um, if I sound crazy, but I'm just speaking my truth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and let me just go, let me dial it back. So I am running for Lakeland City Commission, commissioner in Lakeland, Polk County, Florida. Um, but again, yes, it, it, it and when you, when you stated uh, it starts locally. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. It, it starts with the politician. It starts locally. Yeah, because very your local, local, your local. Because people think that your government is top down. Your mm-hmm. government is down up, local, state, federal, right? You know. And when you touch on the foster care system, I'm going to say this. I almost was put out of law school because I got me and some of my Conrads to start doing uh, some research on foster care systems. And so here in Florida, what was happening is. These people would create these businesses and buy up these homes to get these false to get these students, get these children in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. And of course, you get a percentage, and it's called an incentive for having these type of children. And you know, the little kids, you get more than the ones with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And it's come to find out, these children wasn't treated, being treated well. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, it's the information because here in Florida, when you go through the foster care system, you go to college for free. Yeah, and a lot of kids did not do not know about that and so i am putting in and then in your local government there is money Mm -hmm. right taxpayers money instead of putting it in ppp which is public private partnerships like your amazon and fedex put it into the foster care system put it into youth and senior programs and that's one of my pillars put it if an idle mind is a devil's workshop yeah so if you don't give these children anything to do your city will continue to be wrecked and mm-hmm. so if we if we put these dollars into our children, the future will be much brighter. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if we don't invest in the children, our future will be nothing. Yes, like that song. I believe yes. children are the future. You know what, Allison? You right. got my vote. I ain't even a Florida citizen, but <laughs> I'm gonna make sure they vote for you because you already I feel your energy. You already on the white right right wavelength, not white, right wavelength. <laughs> right. Right. And so, again, I, I am an advocate for children. Um, I teach world history, teach history. And, 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 and as I tell my children all the time, listen, I'm here for you. And mm-hmm. I don't have any kids biologically. But at the end of the day, all these kids are our responsibility because I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Right. We're grown. And so, you listen, you just have to reach out. I'm everybody's auntie. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're not doing it for these kids, then who are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Who are you sitting around that table for? You know, we want to change. We want to change our local police force. But in order for that to change, we have to sit in the seat to change it. And if we sit around these tables, sit around the right tables, if you sit around in your local government, because at the end of the day, the federal is the federal. But if the, but if you understand that those who was once in your local 
what excuse me what those who who's in your federal was once at your local yeah and if we stop it at the local if you stop it at the local that state and that federal is going to look different mm -hmm. the senate is going to look different the house is going to look different yes talk about defunding the police but yes in order for us to defund the police we have to get the right people around the table in order for that to happen Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's not that we want to defund the police. We just want the correct officers to treat everybody right. Exactly. Because if you if because if your grandmama gets sick and you call nine one one and you talking about defunding public safety, who gonna come get grandma? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we have to ensure that the words that we say and we put the right people in position to get what we need because it's not that we want their money we just want the opportunities exactly if you let me know about them if you implement these things into the system right then that's how can we can leverage as as as, as people of color and as people in general because just as many uh blacks and and the colored people who are in poverty there are just as many whites mm -hmm. and so if we're not going to if we so my thing to this is if in order for this system to change we got to put the correct people in place you but you have to start at your local your public your public private hospitals you were talking about women women in the abortions and things of that nature listen that starts on a local level that starts on a local level your local city get all this money there shouldn't be a way that we're having to pay for all these said things especially with women in our health there shouldn't be but if you have the right people in place that believe in our rights, right? Because now they have some women not even believing in women's rights. And it's, right. and it's absolutely it's absolutely absurd. You a whole woman out here in these streets, but you don't believe in our rights? You follow what I'm saying? But exactly. that's why we have to vote. You yes. have to vote. You have yeah. to study. And so that's do the it. research. Uh, come but on, do your research. Yeah, I, I, just this, I just know this. I just know this. If men could get pregnant, and if they was getting raped and they end up pregnant, they gonna. I'm just saying, they would. Mm. Their law would not be implemented. I'm now just I'm saying. In your words, Absolutely. I'm a whole woman out here. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to follow Allison. Where is that? I got to follow Al, Allison. Al Lewis. Can, yeah. Mm -hmm. You would like Allison is 27 year old. She's a teacher, and Allison has really made me believe that all politicians should be teachers first because you get to be with them children are, and you know what is important for the future. So, Tiffany, let me ask you a question. Would you mm -hmm. ever consider later down the line in your life running for, for any kind of public office? Yeah, I have thought about it. I was thinking about, shoot, when I saw who was running we for governor, I was thinking Waters. I could, I could, I could run for governor. One. I think you could I think you could hold that down. You could be the new Maxine Like, the, the, I'm not the, the new, but Tiffany had it. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, could, I cool. mean, I feel like I could do it, especially if I had the right team around me. I think I could, Absolutely. I think I could do anything listen, if I had the right listen. team. Tiffany, listen. If Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these same people is running for office, I'm quite sure you'll do just fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay? yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. quite sure yeah, you'll yeah. do just fine. I think so. I mean, I'm running my business pretty good. I feel like it's like kind of like how you run business. You gotta and you gotta right. listen to the people, mm -hmm. and then you start implementing what needs to be implemented and, to provide for the people. And let me just share this with you all for all those future politicians. And, and let me tell you something. I sit at the feet of people. I like to learn because at the end of the day, what oh, I can like I share? What can I share if I don't sit at those who come before me right. to speak to those who want to come along? Mm -hmm. Right. And so at the end of the day, you don't have to know everything about politics to be in politics. I don't know everything. But one thing I do is I study and I have a heart of a servant mm -hmm. and a heart of a servant. That's all you need because you're serving the people. It's not about you because I always give this example. When you step on the tiles in the floor, you don't step on one tile without going, stepping on the next tile. 
So that's the same way with life and people. You don't just pass one person a day. You don't just pass one person out of the year. You pass multiples of people. That's why you have to pass them and ensure you pass them with love and kindness and peace. And that is what needs to be in our politics. Preach, and if we, approach, yeah. if we approach politics that way, we'll have a far better world today. Mm -hmm. We love you, Allison. Yes. Yes. You know love that. you, love, love, love. Tiffany is Thank following you. you. So every Thursday when I do Love Lounge, Tiffany, this month of June, we have mm -hmm. to donate de dedicated to Allison because you know it takes money to win a campaign. She has mm -hmm. another contender on that, so we've been donating, donating. I'm glad you're following her. Tiffany going to get behind you, but Tiffany makes her own man, Allison. Believe me. Uh, Allison Al Lewis. Al Lewis. That's, that's me. Mm -hmm. Okay, following back. You're Bam. following back the, the one and only, the Tiff. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I like what you're talking about, and yeah. I'm looking yes. forward to seeing what you do in the future. And who knows, you may be the next president. Woo! You know what I'm Girl, I'm gonna be a secretary of state. First, you gotta get 35, though. You gotta get 35. You gotta get 35. <laughs> I gotta get, to get there. That. Get there. And then, look, I'll get you there. got my support, though, sister. You Allison, got my support. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you all. See y'all later. Make sure donate to Allison Lewis's campaign. I'm telling you, she look yeah. like us, she think like us, and she is for us. Because some of them look like us, but they don't think like us. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I said, y'all going to make me run for office. You need to. Oh, no, no, no. You need to. Let me tell you something. We already got a tranny that's fuck about to fuck up the government if she wins. But we are complete opposites. She's white. She's rich. She killed a white woman. I'm uh black. I ain't rich, but I'm pretty. And as of today, I have not ran over a white woman. Oh, my God. But you understand the issues, though, and you have good resolutions, and you're a good listener, uh, and you know how to bring people together. I, and learned, that, I, I think that's very you, important. I learned everything from Tim. No, you yeah. didn't. You knew it already. You knew it already. I learned everything from you. I when I first met this you. Let me tell y'all, when I first met this helpful back at the Comedy Union, oh my God, I ain't going to even tell you what year. I was a younger, I was a damn piece. And <laughs> Tiffany was really young. She, I thought she was like 16. I was like, look, what the I hell was did you 21. And she that was walked like up 20 to me years ago. And she says, I, excuse me, can I ask you a question? Very innocent, very pure. Are you, are you a drag queen? I said, I am. And then I went on stage and did it. She came on. She says, oh, my God, I just love you. And we just bonded from there. And I think that if more women went to trans women authentically, like respectfully, like, yeah. you know, can I ask you a question? Not, uh, Miss Thing, I know your tea and all that. You know, don't get that familiar with me if right. I don't know you. Don't get that comfortable right. with me because mm -hmm. I, will, I will blast you. This right here is deadly. But Tiffany was never like that. She was always, and we just became fast friends. Yeah, and I was like, that. who made your shoes? What shoes are those? And where <laughs> you like, my friend in Chicago made me these. And where the, the dress that you're wearing, where is that? And then, like, she wanted to get in drag, y'all, real talk. Let me say <laughs> She really did want to get in drag. I still do. I still do. <laughs> We should do a Patamon drag show together. I did a drag show last night. It was great in Palm You should do a drag show with me, too. I'll do it. They would love it. I'll do it. Now, hello. I'm with it. I want to be speckly and pretty and do flips with heels on. <laughs> That's the one thing you amaze with. You, did you know? Off the stage? Yes, with mm -hmm. high heels on. Mm -hmm. Where if DWTS would call me, I could do it for the world. <laughs> Dancing with the stars, if you listen, I'm available. <laughs> Let's start making that happen. We're going to campaign that. I'm going to make some phone calls. We're going to make that happen. Baby, let me tell you something. One, another joyous moment was when you introduced me to Billy Crystal, and he said he had just watched me on They Ready. I've, I've been in love with Billy Crystal since he played Jody on Soap. When I told him that, he said, oh, you went way back. I said, oh, I love Soap and Jody. That was great. So last year, Tip introduced me to Common, who's her boyfriend. And no, no, he's not my boyfriend. 
He's my man. Hey, okay. correct the bitch there, why don't He's you? not a boy. He's a man. He's <laughs> my man. He's definitely a man, and I don't know about me if he's a man in no other capacity, but the way he treats me, he was respectful. He was genuine. He talked to my son, who just got this, whatever Common said to my son at his house on my birthday last year, must have stuck with him because dude just kind of turned around with his rap and with how he expresses himself, and I thought that was great, and I think that Common met me where I was because of you, Tiffany. Not to say that he would not have been fair to me outside of this capacity, but I probably would have met him in different spaces. And he has never judged me. I'm his he, she, we. What's yeah. up, Flame? What's up, homie? We play cards. <laughs> we talk shit to each other. Like two brothers. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that. We we stayed in the hotel room together. Me, him, and Tiff. Don't get it twisted. Me, him, and Tiff. <laughs> and there's a two-bedroom suite. I was in my room. They was in there. But I felt so at home with the both of them. We was up playing cards. So yeah. Good God. And he loves you, too. He's he like, does. man, we're Flame doing? What's flame Ready to whoop his ass Yeah, yeah, that part. He a rapper, and he won an Oscar, but that nigga can't whoop me in no space. Tiff, you are the all-around best person I know, and that you pay us so for. Now, where did you get that from? Because so many comedians before you have had opportunities to bring so many others along, but then when you came, they people looked at you and gawked that you helped so many of us, unknowns, to say, come on, let me give you an opportunity. Where'd you get that from? Who did that? Watching these white men. Mm. I watch the white men. I watch how they get down. I figure it might as well move the way they move. Um, and they sticks together. They put their friends in their movies. They put their friends in shows. They produce things with their friends. And they keep close. And they make money with their friends. And that's what I want to do. So I'm always pushing. Like, they don't, like, it's so funny because we're like, oh, they're giving you everything. If they gave me everything, you would just see me with my friends all the time. Like, because that's who I want to be around, period. But... They do, I have to fight, and I get so tired sometimes because I fight so hard to make sure that we like we can be together, we can work together. Like I'm pulling this person in on this project, pulling this person, and it's like even my own team sometimes they push, they oppose the people that I want on, and I'm like, stop fighting me on this. If I was Adam Sandler, you wouldn't be fighting me on this. If I, if I was Will Ferrell, if I was anybody, like y'all wouldn't fight. Y'all would just be like, okay, yes, whatever you want, sir. However you want to do it, sir. But I have to fight like tooth and nail and I get so tired then the world is like attacking me I'm getting attacked over here attacked over there and I just need to be around people that support me yeah. so that I can do my job but also like I want to see my friends win I want to see them grow I want to see them with their own movies their own TV shows their own like that makes me feel good in my spirit mm -hmm. and so when I see when, okay so Dan Cook he always take the same people on the road with him. He take his boys on the road with him. And I said, dang, can I go with you? He said, no, no, you, I have my set my set group because I know they're going to support me. They're going to look out for me, and I'm going to look out for them. They know where I'm weak at. They make me strong. And that stuck with me. Like, I need to be able to do I got to build friends like that yeah. and bring those people with me everywhere I go. And I try to pull y'all on these movies, pull it on my TV show. Like, please take the acting class so I can get you on this goddamn movie so I don't have to fight <laughs> with these motherfuckers. Like, please do the thing. Like, it's... So, <sighs> It's so difficult, though. Yeah. I make it so hard. And that's why I want to produce. So I can say, no, I'm producing this. And I'm not doing it without this person. And that's how it's going to be. Like, it's... But it, they, and then they say you a diva, you being a bitch, you being difficult to work with, whatever. And well, I wouldn't be so difficult to work with if you just give me what I fucking asked for. Because right. if I was anybody else, you would just give them what they asked for. I lived that experience with mm -hmm. Tiff. Because when we were taping They Ready, uh, they were taking me to clubs that I was not comfortable at. 
that was not my audience. And when I said not my audience, it was just not my audience. And so the, one of the per, per people involved was in Tiffany's ear. was like, I don't think Flame got it. I don't think Flame can do it. And Tiff called me. She didn't say that. She said, Flame, just don't let me down. I knew what it was. I said, Tiff, I got you. So when we were at the actual taping of They Ready, I was in the back and I prayed and I said, God, this is her first baby. This is her, her first baby. I have to kill this because this woman gave me a chance. I might not get another chance. I'm 50 years old. I might not get another opportunity. Tiff came in the room. We talked. She said, "Just bitch, just do you. That's it. That's all she said. Just go and have fun and do you. We all went out there and did our thing. But there was, there was opposing forces in Tiffany's ear to say, we don't think Flame had what it takes to be on the show. <laughs> Shit. Shit. I'm you don't know who you was fucking with. <laughs> and that's why I was so proud of everybody because I'm telling you, they was like in my, like, why are you putting this? Like, put this, you shouldn't put these people on. You shouldn't look out for, like, they was telling me all the things I should not do or who I, who, who else been? and I'm like no this is who I said and this is what it is and then if it fails it fucking fails like kiss my ass I don't like and that's why I just came to each and every one of y'all like just do you bring yeah. the best whatever you can bring like I love you regardless I'm here for you regardless of what they saying like and this might that could have destroyed me it could have been like that's the end of your career Tiffany yeah. you have a bad choice and talent but I'm I knew <laughs> that it was gonna be great. And that's what it, you did know. And you yeah. said that when we were at that spa because what you saw, I don't even think I saw. Because you knew it was gonna be a, a monster. I remember me and you was laying in the massage chair <laughs> and we had to get naked, y'all. So Tiffany on one side naked, I'm on the other side. My naked is very different from Tiffany's naked. Let me just. <laughs> And the man was massaging me. I said, okay, don't go too low. You're going to get a bitch excited. <laughs> that was something. But Tiffany knew this was going to be a major. And I'm t I'm t I didn't even see that. because. Yeah. But the ingenious part was Tiffany and it was slick. Her and, her and Wanda and Paige, who were uh, the executive producers from Pushing Productions, was like, okay, so the first one, just go out. This is the one we're going to tape. Just do it by the book. And then the second one, just do yourself. They were smart because the do yourself one, they used because most of us, okay, we got the you got it in a can. We're going to get our check. Now go have fun. They used to the have fun because we were relaxed. Smoke screen was down and we was, we was just able to go. And this mm -hmm. helper came and hugged. She rapped. What y'all do not know is that she gave each and every one of us a great gift outside of the check and the opportunity. She made each and every one of us the executive producer of our own 30-minute special, which was, uh, they could have kept the check behind that. Be well, not really, no, I'm just, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need your check. But the executive producer gives you a little clout, so. And, Tiffany, girl, well, and, I, and I thought that was so important because you you are the one who came up with the material. You are the one who was in those nightclubs working that material. You're the one that got bumped off of shows. You're the one that had to go ride around to this city, that city, and do that. Like, it, you earn that executive producer credit because without you producing this content, there would be nothing for us to see. There would be nothing for us to put on camera. So, um, and I'm so, I'm very, I'm a big advocate of people having producer credits for where, where they deserve it. Yeah. You're producing you're creating content like you are putting in the work you made the phone calls you did that you put you did the hard work to get there so you deserve the fucking credit and they didn't want to give that up at first but i was like no you're gonna give it to them and take my name off then put them on like you know they did it though 
I want to I want to give you kudos too because I don't even think you probably remember I was backstage when you did They Ready Season Two. I came with Flame, and I just want to say what you're saying now is not just like a a facade of what you did because even then when you were doing it in the midst of COVID, you still made it happen. You still gave these comedians this amazing platform, and you said backstage too. You said I'm using everybody black because that's what I want to do, and I can do it because of the hard the hard work that I put in. So I want to give you major credit. I'm seeing all of your passion and just your drive, and I want to thank you even if people aren't giving you your flowers. Yet. We you. giving you your flowers today because you, you I, really the really seeds doing, are there. They're gonna grow. The flowers okay. gonna grow because you've really been doing <laughs> this for a while and you are really giving back. I mean, Inflame has always talked highly of you to me, but to see you do it like be in action. You had your Eddie Murphy tribute suit on. You it was a very black show. And was yeah, good, good, good in that red bitch. Like, I was jealous. I said, like, "Oh, it was a good show." <laughs> Thank you, but like Eddie, show. Eddie is another prime example of someone who got in there and pulled his friends on, put his yeah. friends in the movies, put his friends on the shows with him. Like that is a prime example. And he was just doing what he's seen the white boys doing too. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't always allow us to do that. Like in yeah. this, it's very few of us that do it. Like me, Keenan Thompson. Like I'm. Female comics barely ever do it, if at all. You know, it's like because, but we have to fight so hard. Yeah. It's a, it's sometimes people aren't are just not built for the fight. It's terrible that they think that female comedians don't work well together and they can't do it. And together we do and work, work, and they we worked exceptionally well. It was so much love on May Ready with all the female comics. It was, it was nothing like you would have thought. Everybody was empowering each other, hugging and praying and patting each other on the back. Go kill it, go kill it, go kill. It. And Tiff was right at the forefront, like Mother Goose, like baby, you did it. Go do your thing. She was waiting on the side of the stage, yeah. and none of that was for the camera. She was waiting like our mothers at the side of the stage, like when you bitch when you. Do it, you come off. I'm waiting right here to give you your big hug. Like your first day of school, I'm gonna be waiting on you. Yeah. That make this first show, which y'all didn't see, is my micro the microphone thing was hanging out. So Tiffany ran up on me like my titty was out. I said, I said, girl, my titty is out. She said, girl, the microphone is showing. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Because I wanted you to be perfect. That is how involved like, that she was yeah. with the production of it. That it needed to look good. You need to be your absolute best because this was Netflix. You know, it was it was dope. It ain't even that it was about Netflix. It was it's you. Hmm. It's you. And you deserve to have the best and look the best and feel the best and be protected and be looked out for and not just left out there floundering or looking crazy. I wasn't finna allow it. I wasn't allowing it. But Netflix, did wow. you hear that? Call a bitch. I'm ready. <laughs> he, she, we is damn show ready. Back to the, let me go back, back, backtrack a little bit, Nick. For you come in, I want to just give a shout out to Dwayne uh, Wade and his wife Gabrielle mm -hmm. Union because if that son, that daughter of theirs, Zaya Wade, if the little boy who got the gay shaves in his head had a supportive team like that in his household from his parents, the child would grow up to be great. Whether it was gay or anything else, the child would go because it's at home. You safe. Yeah. That's all I wanted when I was at home. I wanted a safe space because the world was, I was sissy this, Miss Marcus fighting and all that. I wanted to be able to go in my house and know I'm safe in my house. But I wasn't because I had, a, my mother was violent, you know. My uncles didn't want me to be gay. They would fight me. You can't fight the gay out. That's why I no. know how to box so well because I was whooping <laughs> their ass. <laughs> but that's what you need. And so I, I applaud them. And I, I think Zaya, I used to be Zaya Wade. The only difference was I didn't have a parent at home to protect me, you know. Mm -hmm. Valerie was doing her thing. She was on drugs. She didn't care what I was doing. But I had to learn to fend for myself. And a lot of us trans women are on the defense because we have to be on the defense but look all at, the time but although you went through that and they weren't there the way they could have been there for you look how awesome a parent you are now 
Yeah. Right? You're like the best version of what they were. But you're like the best. You're oh, the best you, mommy, daddy, hey. everything. Like, you're the best. <laughs> I don't think my 17-year-old daughter would agree with you right there. <laughs> well, not right now, but in because they're 17. Oh, I mean, they, and they want to get what they want to do, what they want to do. And that's, that's a part of growing up. Yeah. But they never hungry. Never. They ain't never been sleeping in the streets. You know, they always got clothes on their back, always got shoes on their feet. They've never been abused. Like, you take care of them yeah. the best. Thank you, too. And that's because of what you've been through. And you know, you do on to them as you wish someone would done Well, if I, we was going to be hungry, I'd just call you and say, girl, I ain't got no money. Please send me $25. And I would send it. I, I, and I'd send it. I'd be like, you wouldn't even send it. it. Let me tell you, Tiffany would I drive would. out to my house and bring it to her. She brought us a dog one time for Christmas. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> I be like, what you need, groceries? I'm about to go get you some. Like, with the kid, what are the allergies? It is, um, <laughs> it is uncanny to think that you are such a phenomenon as a woman, Tiffany, as an artist, as a, uh, as a, as a human, because everybody doesn't have that capacity that you have to just make people feel good about themselves. You know, that's what you do. You make people feel so comfortable about who you, because you are, you never change. She never changes. <laughs> this is Tiffany. Period. Unless you I changed upset. my clothes and my hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> and my eyelashes. Well, don't talk about the hairdo. They thought you went crazy last year when you cut I know, your hair. I know they thought I lost my mind. I'm like, no, nah, she got a check. No, nah, <laughs> no. Nah. That wasn't about getting no check. I didn't get, I mean, I did do a movie right then, but that wasn't, the hairdo wasn't for the movie. That was because I wanted to see my scalp. That was for me. That was something for me. And I'm gonna tell you, I wish I would have did it at a younger age, cause the this I think every woman, every human being should be bald headed at least one time in their life. You know what I'm talking about, player? Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, feels hey. amazing when that the raindrops hit your scalp. Feel like guys just going like when that water and, the, and like if somebody touch your scalp, it seems like my senses, like I'm I can sense bullshit way quicker. Like I don't know, it's just <laughs> the feeling of being bald was kind of a freak amazing and I don't care if you got a funny shaped head let that funny shaped head breathe one time yeah. in the universe let the, the funny, the funny head. let the sun kiss it let the sun kiss it let the sun kiss it that's not that's not that wasn't her name but she did kiss listen <laughs> <laughs> Lord one of my hey, favorite Tiffany. movies Tiff that you did was uh Madam CJ Walker I loved you and Madam CJ Walker uh, did you take acting classes because you were really 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 good uh, thank you I've been taking acting classes for years I'm trying to take some too girl I've been taking them for years I've been taking them since 2001 2002 um, mm -hmm. I've been in acting um, really before then because I was taking them in 1996 95 and I, said, and I mean I won drama festivals in 94 and mm -hmm. 95 so like I've been doing it for years um but yeah, that, that Madam C.J. Walker, that was a lot of sitting down and like, okay, focus on the times. How did they talk? How do you carry yourself? What what of me can I bring to this character? What does this character have to offer um, to to grow me as a person? Mm -hmm. And that, that I, I played with that a lot. That was great. Yeah. Nick, I know you had a question. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to talk about Tiffany's uh, internship where she's providing opportunities uh, for people to succeed uh, because, Tiffany, this also ties back to you having the ability to do all the stuff that you want to do because you want to provide an opportunity for others to be able to have that agency and do that. Talk to us about that because there are so many people who are tuning in right now who won't have a chance to speak with you directly. How can they learn more about that and what do you want people at home to know? So I started a foundation called the She Ready Foundation and when I originally started it I just wanted it to be something that was super simple that 
Um, I just I just want to give suitcases to foster youth because I remember what it felt like being moved around from house to house and all my clothes and trash bags and how that made me feel as a person. Like I was garbage being moved around, right? Mm -hmm. And once uh, someone gave me a suitcase, I started feeling like a person, like a traveler, like I was on an adventure, like I was a visitor as opposed to being garbage dropped off at these people's house. And that evolved it, it, over the course of time. Like, so I was just giving out suitcases every comedy show I do. I would like people wanted to take pictures with me. I would make them bring a suitcase and it got to the point where I started performing at bigger venues and I couldn't buy the trucks anymore that was filling up with the suitcases <laughs> then it was okay you may, you can do a meet and greet with me but you pay this much and now that money went directly to the, to the foster youth where we were getting them suitcases toiletries, clothing, books and things of this nature and then as I started talking to more and more of the youth and I'm the more ingratiated I got in the business I started realizing that these people that I work with and they, these organizations that I work with they don't understand me they they don't understand people like me they they're confused and as I'm talking to the kids I'm realizing that they don't understand that there's opportunity for them in this field they're thinking all I can be is an actor or a writer or a director but there's so many other positions in entertainment there's so many other things you can be you can be a DP you can be a camera operator you can be an editor an executive at a company you can be you know a, there's so many different positions you could be craft services like there's so many other positions but they're not exposed to it so they'll never be able to do it so I decided I would start an internship program where we start placing these foster youth that are in college you know in that are, are interested in the arts into these companies so we have some at um, Disney we got some at uh, William or at, at UTA we got some at uh, artists person management companies we got them at um, uh, Sony Pictures we got them everywhere like all these different places so uh, first we just started with California this is our first year doing it and we're just seeing how it works out and so far it's been going really really well now there's some kids that's a little stuck up like oh no I can't do that I really <laughs> want to be a writer and I don't think that research is like it was like, because when you're an intern, you're doing the the base the basic job. The grunt work. The grunt work. Yeah, the absolutely. Grunt work. And so you and you need to learn these things. I mean, I was an extra before I was ever a, a paid actress, mm -hmm. right? I was an extra, learning how things work, seeing, learning the you know the calls that they make, like okay, pictures up, uh, sound speeding, different things. Like I was learning all these things at the base level of acting, right? The background, which is important yeah. to making something feel real. Um, I never said I'm too good to be sitting in the background. No, I need to sit back here so I can see how this shit go, right? So, but this one kid, I, I had to have a conversation with him, like, look, like, research is important to writing. You say you want to be a writer, you need to understand what you are writing. You need to be writing things that are, are informative, that are real. And if you're even writing imaginary, you need to have an understanding of what's real so you can write the imaginary, mm -hmm. period. And the more that you read and the more information that you gather, the better a writer you will be. But still, they thought they were too good to be doing research. So you yeah. can search your ass up out of here. <laughs> yeah. And it, it blows me, Tiffany, because people think that you just popped up overnight. They don't even know that you've been doing comedy camp since how old? Oh, I started doing this stand-up comedy camp in 1997, 96. So in the 1900s, I was like 16. Yeah. Mm. 15. Was that important? But did that help mold you to be the comedian that you are now doing all those comedy Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was okay. So, like, <laughs> so I was getting in trouble. So I was, I, I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit got me started because there was a scene in the movie where the detective says to the rabbit, Why are all these people doing these nice things for you? And he says, Because I make them laugh, Eddie. If you make people laugh, they'll do anything for you, right? 
And that was like, that's the ticket. This is how I'm going to make friends. This is how I'm going to get help with my homework. This is how I'm going to get get through life. Is I'm going to make people laugh and they're going to help me. And and people did help me. And it was in a way where I didn't have to really ask for help. They kind of noticed. Or I'd be like, let me see your homework. You probably didn't get that right. Let me see. Like, and, uh, and then I copy, copy, copy. Um, that's how I cheated on. So that's how I got through high school. And then, but I was also like getting in trouble in school a lot. And the social worker was getting tired of coming up to the school. And she was like, clearly there's something wrong with you because I have these imaginary friends. I might have been a little bit, you know, racist. I had the bird named Cracker. And I'd be like, what's answer number seven, Cracker? And I went to like the ver the whitest junior high high school ever. And I'd be like, what's answer number seven, Cracker? And I'd be like, the teacher be like, who are you calling a Cracker? <laughs> my bird, my bird, my bird on my shoulder. And I'd be like, there's no bird on your shoulder. I'm like, that's because you're blind. You're blind. Cracker said that you're blind. Like, so um, then they would send me to the dean's office and... The social worker come up there and be like, look, something is clearly wrong with you. You got two choices this summer. You can go to the Laugh Factory comedy camp or you can go to psychiatric therapy. I ended up in the comedy camp and that was the first time that I was surrounded. Like I was in an environment that supported my silliness, but also in an environment where, you know, it was a man. There were men there that were telling me, you're talented, you're funny, you're beautiful, you're smart. And I didn't think something bad was going to happen. Right? Because at that point in my life, anytime a man told me anything positive, he was going to do something negative. You know, something bad would happen. And so th this was mind-blowing to me. And um, I, I was like, I like this. And then as I started going to the comedy club and how comics would hug each other, like, a, like I realized now, like, I didn't get many hugs coming up like and to wow. get that nurturing and, and from a man and didn't feel like uh, he was gonna like yeah. violate it wasn't him it wasn't him making a move it was it was right. genuine it's just it was, genuine right. camaraderie right like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. was really super important to me like as a, I don't even know how to describe what it was but it turned something for it turned something I was like I love this in the sound of people laughing that to me is the most magical sound in the yeah. world. It's, people could be laughing at me, with me, it doesn't matter. To hear people laughing, it, it's, it's like I know I won't get physically hurt. You know? Yeah. It's, it's a, I don't even know how to just, I just love the sound, especially babies laughing. Well, you know you're hilarious if you can make a kid laugh. Like a little baby, like one years old, two, I don't know. To me, that means you're super funny and like good spirit. Um, and to see people smiling, even if they ain't got no teeth or they got the ugliest teeth, to me that's just, it's just beautiful. So that's why. I don't like babies. I don't like babies laughing with me. I be really? thinking they be clocking the teeth. I be like, oh, you know, I know you a man. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> like babies. <laughs> <laughs> so recently we lost Paul Mooney because we gonna wrap it up really soon. We lost Paul Mooney recently, who is a comic gold mine legend and so tiffany sent in a video talking about telling us a story about what paul Menu said to you and i could not share because it, it was glitchy at the thing but you have to tell the oh, story oh it was glitchy oh man so paul mooney i've known paul since i was 15 years old 15 16 years old he was one of those comedians that was constantly you know giving me that positive reinforcement also telling me when i was messing up told me when i was doing good told me when i was looking good told me when i was looking bad like he was always honest it's like the uncle that I always wish I had, like the, the family member I wish I had. He taught me about, I mean, he taught me about sp stones and stuff and like energy and 
Like he was always so positive, and when I was homeless, <laughs> when I was homeless, he's like, so I heard they, they, they uh, Jamie told me you was homeless out here. You ain't got nowhere to live. You you homeless? You sleeping in the streets? I said no, I'm sleeping in my car. But yeah, I'm definitely homeless. He's like, well, uh, let me call my sister right fast. Let me call my sister. She got some kids. They need to be babysitting. You can live with her, and you can babysit her kids. And I was like, ah, I think I'd rather be homeless. I don't want to be a babysitter. <laughs> I've been already taking care of kids, man. I I think I'm gonna be homeless. I'll just stick with that, man. He would always like guide me on my jokes. Like he would see me doing a joke. He like, oh, that's a lot of potential right there. Okay, what you need to do is flip this, flip that, do this, uh, and uh, I don't know, put some makeup on. God damn it, you're coming here looking crazy. And like, come here. You know what I'm saying? Come my hair and making sure, you know, I look presentable. And because some days, I mean, I could, I couldn't. I didn't, I didn't have, yeah. I didn't have the resources mm -hmm. sometimes. But he was the most amazing, and he taught me so much. In I yeah. just I miss him terribly, you know, and I've been missing him for a long time because he was not himself those last few years. Yeah. So, um, but he always greeted me with love, always was kind to me. Sometimes he would cuss me out, but to me that he was his way of out. yeah. I was a bitch every time he saw me. Yeah, but that was his kindness. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, he would be calling. Hey, come here, bitch. Let me let, let yeah, me tell you. Let me talk to you. Come here, bitch. Let me talk to you. Sit your ass down. Bitch, sit your ass down. Let's talk for a second. He said they give you. He asked me, do they give you a hard time? I say, I do. He said, well, bitch, you know you're not no real girl, so you're expected. But he said it in fun and as a joke. But Tip, did you ever give Kevin that three hundred dollars? I have uh, yes. I oh. have. <laughs> yes, he got his three hundred funky dollars. Oh, plus that. Plus I love that, that story. I, love I mean, that, story. that movie made a a lot more than yeah. He got that money back. That was nice school. Yeah, nice school. I fucking loved you in that movie. And Kevin, that was a funny ass movie. It and was I, a fun movie. I to watched make. it about three o'clock in the morning, how for edible. Good God. I was, <laughs> I was laughing, didn't even know I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, we thank you so much for yes. joining us. If yes. you did thank not know you. that Tiffany Haddish is the executive producer of Laugh and Learn, this show probably would not have happened for Charlamagne not giving us a pass and Tiffany signing on to say, Green light this bitch, let's go. We love you. Love you. We have a message that we leave here every week. Nicholas, here at Laugh and Learn. First of all, Nicholas, tell us where we can find you. <laughs> you can find me at Nick Smith News uh, on all social media platforms. Lauren? Oh, I'm Lauren Hogan on YouTube as well as Lauren Armani H on Instagram. And I am all over the internet. Just don't follow me on Twitter. It's all porn. I swear <laughs> to God. It's all porn. <laughs> and it's all kind of porn. Good God. I am Flame Monroe on... What am I Flame Monroe? YouTube. YouTube. Uh -huh. um, I'm in Monroe Flame on Instagram. And I'm Marcus Flame Monroe Parker. That's the whole legal name, just in case you want to write a check on Facebook. <laughs> uh, please follow my girl, my baby, my mentor, my mm -hmm. muse, my love life, my everything, my <laughs> Tiffany Haddish on Tiffany Haddish on all social media platforms. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish on everything and, except and for TikTok. I, oh, I say I don't do TikTok. On my birthday last year, her and my daughters, that's how I know she's a big-ass kid. They had to do about 100. And Tiffany knew every damn dance that those kids were doing. Well, I tried. I it was way more advanced than me. But, yeah, TikTok is Tiffany Haddish 1, oh. I believe, yes. Tiffany Haddish 1. Nicholas, what's our message here at Laugh and Learn? We are not trying to get anyone to change their mind. We are simply trying to get you to use your mind because why flame? In order to do that, you have to have one. Critical thinking is important. The decisions you make about you should come from you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what this bitch think. She paid me, but I don't give a fuck what she think. <laughs> that part. You have told me that many times. <laughs> bitch, I don't care what you think. What I'm telling you is how I feel, and that's what I'm going to do. And she has always respected my boundaries like I have respected hers. Tiffany Haddish, as my friend, I love you. I love you. As my employer, I appreciate Appreciate you. I appreciate you. As my mentor, I applaud you. And as the woman that you are and what you have done for so many people, I humble myself to you. And you I humble my queen, myself bitch. to you. You my queen. And you mine. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. We're going to do a drag show together, y'all. Yeah, I promise you, we're going to do a drag show. <laughs>
Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be salt and peppers here, and we're in effect. Won't you do get it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, laugh and learn. Thank you so much. Please follow Tiffany Haddish on Instagram. This will be dropped load on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, on the Black Effect Network, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We thank you, Laugh and Learn, Flame Match, because we could not have this show without you. Peace. Peace. Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.